Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Abhishek Vanamali. Abhishek Vanamali is an Enterprise IT World CMO of the Year 2020 with 22 years of technology, marketing, and partnerships experience. Vanamali has experience working in cloud technology marketing since 2009. He also has expertise in brand marketing, advertising, product marketing, performance, and strategic marketing. Vanamali is a passionate, inspiring, and creative leader of large, diverse teams. He is MIT trained in marketing analytics, an innovator and self-starter, and an amateur programmer. Well, good afternoon, Abhishek. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brad. You bet. So excited to have you on, and you're doing a lot of exciting things, and you had some great news that came out today. So we're going to talk about you, your company, your story, so we can turn around and share it with our global audience. So Abhishek, let's just jump right into these questions. You've got quite the career in tech, marketing, as a marketing director, and now you're the chief marketing officer and head of partnerships at Zensor Technologies. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? The secret is simple, Brian. It's not really a secret, right? And you probably will will agree with me. I think if one does what one loves, it's no longer a job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 your passion is your job, then it, success is almost guaranteed. For me, you know, since I was a child, I was always I found myself attracted towards the creative arts, like less of science, more of arts, right? Even though I trained myself to be an engineer. I, I was always, you know, I always found my calling in, in words and images and in, 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 in articulating new ideas and creative ways. So I always wanted to do that, right? So, you know, for me, uh, marketing just automatically became, uh, became a career path. Uh, and because it was my passion, I was good at it, right? Uh, I found myself learning, wanting to learn new things. So that's the thing, right? The moment your job is your passion, you want to improve yourself in that, right? Because you're genuinely interested in this, right? You keep learning new things. You 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 talk to more people who think like you. Uh, you form. You, all my friends are in marketing, right? So 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 basically, this is what I've surrounded myself. And I think the secret of my career growth has just been that I've always pushed myself to learn more. Never you know, never just resting on my laurels. Always learning more new skills. When digital marketing became big, I learned about that. Uh, when, you know, now it's all about uh, a platform. It's all about social media. Now I'm learning about that. We just launched a brand and I guess we'll talk about that as well. So, yeah. So uh, my, the secret was, is, is the fact that I love my job and I, it's my passion. I love that. And there's so much to be said about that. We talk about, uh, we've talked with several hundred guests now on the show, Abhishek, and we've talked about that passion, the curiosity, the learning, the continued journey and, and, as, as it's been said before, you know, your progress or your growth equals happiness. And I think that's mm-hmm. where people are, can sustain uh, this type of longevity with that type of uh, energy. So thank you. And so, Abhishek, we're going to talk about the pandemic a little bit, right? Starting to lift and, you know, it's been challenging, but we did do the, the, the silver lining is we did do a lot of innovation this last uh, 16 months. But what are your plans for business growth going forward? And will it be any different than the last 16 months? Great question. Uh, you know, life for us marketeers has changed in the past 16 months. I think some of that normalcy, you know, attending events, uh, uh, meeting our customers in person, all that's going to start again slowly, right? Uh, it had literally stopped. And all our money was then pushed towards digital marketing, 
towards thought leadership, towards basically building online presence and online brand, right? So that was a big sort of unlearning and relearning that my company had to do in terms of how do we build a brand? How do we sell when we can't meet our customers, right? So we did lots of virtual events and virtual webinars, which we used to do before, but we we were now more heavily reliant on them. Uh, so, you know, so our, my marketing mix changed. Uh, from my company as well, right? Uh, a lot of our customers started feeling the pinch of the pandemic. Some of them didn't, some of them did. So they, you know, stopped projects. We are, our, our revenue stream is dependent on the kind of projects we do for our customers. And our customers, you know, stopped some projects saying that, hey, you know what? There's too much pressure on us. Why don't we look, look uh, you know, look at restarting our relationship in a few months or something like that, right? Those relationships are starting again. But what's interesting this time, Brian, is that our the focus of our customers has shifted slightly. Before the pandemic, they were more about running the business kind of work, right? How can I maximize my efficiency? How can I save cost? How can I, you know, uh, how can I make sure I'm extracting maximum productivity from my employees, stuff like that? Now it's more about, hey, how do I become more resilient? How do I be better prepared when the next pandemic comes along. I think people's safety net has 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 broken, right? Uh, they're no longer under the illusion that things are not going to change. So a lot of our customers come to us to see how we can help them get ready uh, for an uncertain future, right? Uh, and this kind of business is what we now, is, is the new phase of digital transformation, right? It's an overly used term, but now the meaning of digital transformation is changing. It's more. It's about more. How can we be more resilient in the long term? How can we be? How can we react to market shifts faster? Uh, this it's all about velocity and and agility and and resilience. And and I think our messaging to the market uh, is going to change uh, as well. So that's that's the change we feel that's going to happen over the next few months and and even a few years. Thank you for sharing that. And you're absolutely right. This this shift. And even definitions are changing by the day uh, you talked about digital transformation. So I do appreciate the share on that, Abhishek. So Abhishek, let's jump into the technology piece of it here. We're a technology mm-hmm. publication. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within mm-hmm. your tech stack, right? But is there something you might be able to share with our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at the very, I think at the very base, the base of our operations, if you will, it's, it's, it's CRM, right? It is it is our salesforce.com instance. I mean, our sales team and our marketing teams, the entire the whole pipeline, right? How the lead flows from a campaign all the way to a, to an opportunity, all that stuff is is managed by uh, by by a salesforce.com. And on the top end, we have uh, their the marketing cloud as well, right? So to marketing cloud and sales cloud together, the, it it sort of the entire flow of a lead from, from when we run a campaign all the way to when it becomes, you know, when we, when we close business. That's, that's at, at, at the foundation. But we have realized that what we need is a little bit more intelligence, right? Uh, in the, over the past, I think, few months, because a lot of traffic, interest traffic, if you will, happened online, right? Everybody was looking at stuff online. Uh, we realized the value of what we call intent data. So we first, you know, because our, we are, we are a small company, our, our budget is limited. So we first started playing with third-party intent data, which basically means, you know, companies who uh, who, who look at third-party databases about uh, what kind of 
keywords people are searching for and then guide our us in, in in that direction right that you should contact these guys because these guys seem to be interested in cloud for example and that that helps us target our campaigns better make you know make may improve our uh, hit ratio if you will and now we are looking at first party intent okay and this is this is pretty cool right this is uh, and how 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 they, how they do that while maintaining confidentiality is is, is is a different topic altogether but they do that and what we get is a very clear indication about what our you know must win accounts for example are looking at uh, do they want to uh, you know are they are they suddenly uh, is there is there increased chatter in company x about uh, about buying crm software then you know we can go and pitch them crm we can run a campaign on them right going forward brian a lot of my campaigns and i this is the direction to my team as well the the age of spray and pray email campaigns is over we're going to be attacking our must win accounts with surgical precision and we're going to use all the technology and all the insight that these technologies can provide us to make our campaigns more effective and give us more bang for the buck if this means i move that the money that i used to spend on large scale campaigns to one of these first party intent tools which are quite expensive by the way so be it but i think that's a better way uh to do marketing uh it i think it's also more respectful to people where people get the get to see messages that they want and they're just not being being bombarded by you know random messages so i think it's it's a win win for everyone and that's the direction we want to go and that's where my technology spend is going to go over the next few months that's amazing and epshek you're absolutely right you know we're focused more now on leveraging uh, artificial intelligence machine learning mm-hmm. so we can be more effective with not only our dollar spend but targeting those people that uh, and cons- consumers that are truly looking for your product or service and not like you mentioned earlier the the spray and and pray method right which was the right. old way so so thank right. you for sharing that and i think it's an exciting time for us mm-hmm. so abishek last question Okay, I this is exciting about Zensar, right? You had some announcements, but um, I know Zensar is announcing their brand new initiative. Can you tell me more about that? And why would a company who is twenty years old now choose to undergo a major brand update? That's a great question, right? And it's uh, and I think the fact that we were we had the same brand for twenty years is reason enough. well one shouldn't change the brand just because it's old sometimes brands are timeless right good brands are timeless i believe uh, i i don't believe you know apple needs to change its brand anytime soon it's a timeless brand and and it, it it's a very long lasting brand sometimes what happens is if you don't nurture a brand brian uh it falls out of step with the times especially in the tech industry when we started uh when we launched our last brand in 2002 i believe 19 years uh it you know it it was it was fresh okay uh zensar you know uh, came in onto the scene y2k had just you know uh, the y2k boom had just started uh, we get we were getting a lot of customers for a plain vanilla it services that's when it outsourcing had just started uh and our brand really amped up our indian heritage we are an india india headquarter company mm-hmm. uh it worked then right we got a lot of good clients at that point we grew pretty fast now we are in a much more global world all right uh 30% of our employees now actually work out of india 
right? They work out of uh, you know customer centers here in the U.S., in the U.K., in in Poland, in South Africa, in Mexico, right? We are a global company now, no longer based out of India, right? The CEO is sits sits in the U.S. I'm here in the U.S. as well, so we are a global company. That's one. Second, our employees are increasingly Gen Z, and if you ask me, what was my primary target audience for this new brand? Was it my customers or was the employees of Zensor? I would say it was the employees of Zensor. It's a controversial statement, right? But mm-hmm. I'll stand by it. Because at the end of the day, my company is only as good as how motivated and how amazingly talented our employees are. We are a services company. Yeah, we are all about our employees, about our people. So we realized that our employees did not connect with our brand anymore. They didn't understand what we stood for. What we stood for in 2002 wasn't relevant anymore. So we realized that we have to, while retaining our core, our core principles, our core values, people centricity, customer centricity, stuff like that, right? Which is very core and dear to us. Mm-hmm. We'll have to repackage and reimagine, right? Uh, just think about uh, the same song, but with slightly different words, same tune, but the words are different. Right, uh, and and that's what we did. So uh, we're happy to sh- uh, you know share that today we launched a new brand. It w- it was it was not an easy effort to dismantle a two decade old brand with a lot of stakeholders who who've poured their blood and sweat and tears in that old brand, into that old brand. Right, it took us eighteen months to create this, and that's how much time it can take to create a good brand. And what and we're very proud of what we did, Brian, today, and 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 this is a new future for us start of a new future for us and all 10,000 of our employees. Uh, and we're very excited. That's amazing. And you, you've shared the, the big why behind it. And that's going to resonate with not only your employees and, and your consumers, but it'll definitely resonate with uh, everybody on this show. I know it will. So I appreciate the share on that. And that's super, super exciting. And I want to wish you continued success for sure. And Abhishek, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here, Brian. Bye for now. Bye.